Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into our second session of To Put Away Childish Things, a new uh, scenario we're playtesting for and with Oscar Rios. Uh, last session, uh, we introduced all the characters. Uh, it's a 1920 scenario. Uh, I am playing Harry Stanton. He's a private investigator. Uh, I had a woman come into the office, Alice O'Shea. She's sort of a B-level... Um, actress uh she was in an accident recently and her fiance said some very nasty things and disappeared which is all very out of character uh, so i assembled the team to begin an investigation to see if we can find out where this man went and what is going on with him there seems to be some mysterious mysterious circumstances surrounding what's happening um, doesn't have any close family. He was an orphan. Uh, he was living with a roommate. They also works in the uh, arts of the theater industry. Uh, we broke up into a couple of groups. Mildred and Harry went over to the hospital to try to get some information and were promptly thrown out. Uh, they regrouped and uh, walked around the back and were able to snag uh, a conversation with the head nurse uh, who said that the uh, man who had attacked Alice O'Shea was dead essentially, but then disappeared from the hospital. So like, that's really weird, but you know, maybe he was fine. Like, you know, a head wound, like he could have just been concussed. Who knows? You know, who knows? Um, the other group went over to talk to uh, Frank, I believe was the roommate of uh, Melvin, the fiance who disappeared. Uh, he was laid up with a broken foot or a twisted ankle, something something with the lower extremities. Uh, said that uh, Melvin had said again to him also some very unkind words, uh, stormed out, took a handful of things with him. Uh, but before that, there was a strange woman who showed up at the apartment building saying that she knew Melvin. Um, she was taken away by the police but after that, a couple of weird things happened. The reason that Frank was laid up is because as he was walking down the steps, his shoes were mysteriously tied, which caused him to trip. Uh, the doorman mysteriously had a heart attack. He was relatively healthy, but, you know, passed away. So, so some odd things going out. Um, we have a timeline of events that we think we have figured out. Uh, and we were going to uh, regroup and break off again into parties and look to see what we can find. Okay. Um, thanks for joining us, everyone out there. Probably that one guy who likes to make comments. Um, <laughs> it's Andy. <laughs> uh, I love that guy. Um, okay. So uh, I will, if you need, I will prompt with recap clues, I know you had a, I know you had a few threads that you hadn't tugged on yet. So um, I'll, I'll leave you guys to it. If you need reminders, I'll give them. But if you don't, I'll just let you guys to it. Uh, you guys are, are among my A team players, so I have every faith you guys will be fine. Oh boy! <laughs> so I, we... I don't, I don't kill a lot of players in Act One. Yeah. <laughs> He's with now. Uh, so I think we had regrouped back at uh, at Harry's office and we had all just sort of info dumped at the end of last session. Yeah. Um, and we were sort of kicking around some other other options. One one of which being um, 
you know, going to the police station and seeing if we could, you know, drum up any other information there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Georgie, I don't think that's one you want to come with me on, right? I mean, you know, they may be a little suspicious just considering, you know, past. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've tried to stay low lately, (laughs) but uh, but yeah, I think uh, one or one or seven of them might recognize my face. I, I think so. I mean, I, you know, put in a good word for you, but uh, maybe one of the ladies would like to come with me and uh, see if we can glean any information down there. Sure. All right, Vip, that'd be good. George, and what did uh, you want us to check up on? Uh, so we were at the hospital. Um, we can, let's see, what else do we have? Well, then we Could have the... Yeah, that's what site. I was going to yep. say. say. Yeah, See so if uh, if the two of you want to go ahead to the police station, then uh, me and Millie can go uh, check out the construction site, see exactly what happened down there. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a plan. Perfect. Okay, so um, two things. Uh, which police station? What are you investigating? Because more than one set of police are involved in this case. Uh, so the woman that was picked up at the apartment building. Um, mm. Want to see if I can, you know, catch a lead on that. I figure it's going to be like the local precinct that's, you know, in the area of the, of the hotel, right? Like, like yeah. Harry would have a better handle on that than I do. Right. Like, right. Whatever you know, you know, the police in no closest to uh, uh, closest to the building. So you're pretty sure, you know, where, uh, uh, where this mysterious woman was probably taken into custody. Yep. Okay, so we're going to do your scene second. Yep. Um, uh, Millie and George, uh, you head over to the construction site. You, I'm just going to fast forward through this. Hmm. Um, you spend about an hour there. Um, it costs you, you know, a cup of coffee for the manager and the assistant manager. Um, yeah. Who, you know, you bring them coffee, they give you 10 minutes. Um, they let you question a few people. Freak accident happens all the time. They said the New York skyline is kind of like a, a canyon. Sometimes mm. it funnels wind. Um, they had, they were taking a, a pallet of bricks up on a crane. Wind came up, started spinning. Half a dozen of them came off. That's why everybody wears helmets. Um, but even if a helmet, you know, even with a helmet, if something falling hits you the wrong way, you know, Oof. they, uh, you know. Uh, so both of you roll a, a charm. Not exactly my strong suit, but sure. That is an eight out of 15. At first, they're yeah, almost, you're charming. I'm not. At first, they're almost, <laughs> they're almost hostile mm-hmm. because they think you guys are like insurance uh, investigators or like oh. with, his, with his lawyers trying to do a, a, a lawsuit. And um, when you're like assure them, look, we're not. You know, we're just investigating. You know, something else. Um, then they're way more cooperative. Um, Every instinct tells you that these guys are not lying. It was just a regular, standard, wind-related accident. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which happened. The only thing I want to confirm is he was wearing his helmet. And it was just one of those. Mm-hmm. It, he was wearing his helmet. Okay. Um, the the way it hit him, it kind of you know. Yeah. It, yeah. it was it was more you know front of the face kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and they said it was you know there was no way that uh you know. They were. He's. They said he was a strong guy. They were surprised he made it to the hospital. The, the extent of his injuries, mm. but it was. You know, no one was at fault. Everyone feels terrible about it. You know, most of the crew worked with him for five years. Knew his family. You know, we. You know, we went to the bar. We went to play baseball. You know, it, it's. It's just. It's a dangerous job. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I will. Uh, I will leave you with that, and you guys can talk on chat about what other threads you might want to pull on. Okay, now at the precinct, uh, you walk in. There's the desk officer. I want you to roll your credit rating, Harry. Okay. So I don't know, if, you know, like donuts is appropriate, right? Like whatever the whatever term is. But he he would come in like knowing that the job sucks and they don't necessarily you know get a break and that kind of stuff so he would he would bring whatever the 1920s equivalent of you know yeah if if it's donuts or like you know pastries or or whatever it is okay uh take one dollar off your character and add a uh add a bonus dice all right to either your uh hold on I mean, he knows how this works. Right, roll a bonus <laughs> dice to your credit rating score. All right. Oh my god! So an eighty-eight or a ninety-eight <laughs> out of uh, twenty-five. Okay, so you walk in, and the guy rolls his eyes, and he's like, you know, the desk guy rolls his eyes, and he says. Really, you know, what are you trying? What are you trying to say, Harry? That I'm fat? I'm already getting it from my wife. You know, she's got me on a this special diet. They say my pressure's too high, and you come in with this crap. Ken, you know, look, hey, it, it, you don't have to. You know, I, the guys are out in the field. I just figured, you know, I'm coming he in. Says, You're only coming in for a favor and to bust my balls. So uh, you can just turn around and go. Uh, we don't have time for you today. You know, some of us have real fucking jobs. And that's what a 98 a, gets you, boys and girls. <laughs> I am I am offended, she says. <laughs> Vivian, do you want to uh, try? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I will try. Disastrous um, roll? <laughs> um, first of all, there's no need for a diet or special food. I don't know what your wife's telling you. And I he just says, kinda... you see? He calls it. All right. Uh, <laughs> Just as bad. Do I get a bonus die for like? No, probably not. Fuck. What were you rolling? Credit rating? I was gonna try for credit rating, and I got a ninety-one, and I'm not spending thirty luck points. On oh my it. god! All right, that was just to see if they knew who you were. Um, so I was not gonna have you roll credit rating. That was to see if they knew Harry. Um, and, you know, with a 98, they knew him and don't like him. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you would probably not be around the police station. So I, I would have you roll like a persuade or a That's, charm. 
So neither one. I'm being I'm being kind. I, I... No, none of them are anywhere close to that. If anything, credit rating was actually higher than all of them. So. Okay, so uh, he uh, says, "Look, we've got a it's a it's a real busy day, you know. Uh, you know what? Somebody, you know, somebody was uh, some one of our one of our own was shot last night. He's in the hospital. Everybody's on edge. So, you know, are you here for a reason?" Uh, yeah, you know, I'm following up on a lead. Uh, there was a woman picked up an apartment building the other day. She was harassing one of the, one of the, um, fuck, what do you call them? Uh, one of the um, tenants. Norman. One of the tenants. Yeah, yeah. And the, that's yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a, there was a woman uh, harassing one of the, the tenants over there. Um, just, just seeing if I could get any information. She's still here. Uh, did you guys let her go? Did you get any in, info on her? Okay, he uh, he says, uh, "Looker, long dark hair, barefoot." I she could have been. I didn't get a. I didn't get a full description. He says, "Oh boy." Uh, he goes, "You're gonna have to talk to uh, uh, Carol and Adamo." Okay. Uh, roll a um, no roll. Okay. I guess is a standard Ooh. idea. What five? So. Yeah, you know them well. Um, <laughs> this, this time of the day, they're probably at the Woolworths lunch counter around the corner. Okay, so that's what you get with an odd five, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Their GPS location. Yeah. And There's no middle ground. Eternal, eternal <laughs> scorn. <laughs> There's no middle ground tonight. <laughs> So, uh, you know, he just like, you know, slaps the can, you know, like taps the counter and he says, All right, Ken, I owe you one. He goes, you owe me more than that. Now get the hell out of here. <laughs> he just kind of like waves his hand over his shoulder. And, he, and he's like, he doesn't leave. And he goes, fucking guy. You know? <laughs> he leans into, like he opens up the door for for, uh, for Vivian. As they get outside, he, you know, he pulls out, lights a cigarette. And he says, uh, that guy, he's never, uh, we, you know, he doesn't like PI, right? Like he, he thinks I'm not a real cop. It's Okay. So you. I just say he's a real fucking ass. <laughs> and he should be on a diet <laughs> alright so you're laughing on, you get to Woolworths you see a, a couple of plain clothes guys at the lunch counter um, you know they're ordering their breakfast char, you know uh, fueling up for their, their beat so what do you do um, yeah, are they sitting at a counter or are they sitting at a table yeah they're sitting at the lunch counter so he you know comes up next to him um, you know with Vivian you know, lets her sit, get, gets on the other side of them and, um, you know, like puts a, a like a five on the counter and he says, uh, breakfast is on me, fellas. And he goes, oh, man. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, can we get a side of bacon? Immediately, <laughs> immediately when you press, they, they start ordering sides, uh, side of bacon, side of toast, another round of coffee, a couple of donuts. Okay. You're yeah, here we, for, you're here for a reason, Stanton. Yeah, he he orders two cups of coffee for you know, or a cup of coffee for him and and Viv as well. Thank you. Um, and he he says, uh, yeah, that um, the woman got picked up the other day. Um, you know, down there at the apartment, she was uh, harassing one of the ten uh, one of the tenants down there. Um, seems she might be involved in a case that I'm I'm working on right now. So I was wondering is it a if, missing, uh, some missing persons case because uh, so, there's a uh, Looney Bins lose lost a bird that one. It, 
As a matter of fact, it is. Uh, name is Melvin. Uh, he was the tenant over there. Um, she was she was harassing him. I don't think that's what and caused him to leave says, or anything. Uh, oh, it must be the guy she said was her fiance. Fiance, huh? Yeah, guy he, said he didn't know her though. Um, he, she was going on and on that you know uh, they were they were you know they were supposed to get married, and he said that they were going to start a family. Um, the guy looked scared. Uh, he didn't said he didn't know her, um, but uh, boy, you know, real real looker, uh, tall, dark dark hair, long dress, nothing under it, you know, huh. barefoot this time of year. Um, said her name was Lynette. Didn't have a last name. No ID. No bag. Um, refused to leave. Doorman said he'd been trying to get her to leave for two hours. Um, she was out in the front of the street, yelling up at the windows, telling them to come down. You know, we told her to, to you know, move along, that she wasn't welcome here, that this was private, you know, private property. Um, we didn't want to take her in, but we had to because she threatened us. Um, said, I don't want to hurt anyone, but I will, or something like that. So, look, you know, she's out of her mind. Um and just, I mean, she's barefoot in March with no ID. So we figure somebody's got to be looking for her. So uh, bring her down. Uh, we uh, book her. Uh, we call the doc to get her a psych eval. Um, later that day, uh, it was all a moot point. She was no longer, uh, no longer in the station. So if you're looking for her, I don't know where she is. What, what do you mean she's no longer in the station? Uh, she's no longer in the station. She's not in our custody. Okay. I mean, yeah. did you guys let her go, or did she uh, she walk away? They both start drinking their coffee. Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is insight on the sheet? Oh, it's uh, is it psychology in this one? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, fifty-seven. I'll spend two points of luck to make that a success. They really don't want to talk about where she is now, or why she's no longer in custody. So you're going to need to make a persuade check. All right. So he one, just, of, he... one of you will need to make <laughs> I don't care which. Oh, he, just, All right. he leans in a little bit closer and he's like, guys, come on, you know, for like old times. <laughs> uh, let's see. 34 out of 65. So I have a 25 out of 25. You both make it. That's fine. Good. Um, they said she leans I, in on the I other put money. side. I put like no, a no. couple more dollars for more. We're, food. we're not. We're not sure who, and no one's fastened up to it. But somebody had to have uh, cut her loose and snuck her out. Either that, or she pulled a Houdini because uh, her locked cell was empty when we came for her. Like he looks like over their shoulders, or like you know, like across the front of them, over at Viv, knowingly like. So it's 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 definitely going to be one of those then. <laughs> but he doesn't he, he doesn't let on. He's like, oh yeah. Um, and he goes, and, and if you breathe a word of that to the press, we'll freaking deny it. No, no. I, yep. Hey, you safe with me? I mean, you, you come on. You guys know me. <laughs> yeah, we all know you, Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, hey, thanks for breakfast. We got to get onto our beat. Hey, thank you. you. Know, good luck. Stay safe out there. Okay, thanks. Um, you know, they, they pick up and go. It's a, a 310. 
with another 20, you know, another 15 cents with your coffees. Okay. Um, so I, I think we oh, they, stay, right? They did, then, they did mention one other thing. Oh, okay. Uh, which I should have. They said, long dress, real looker, long dark hair. Uh, she smelled like flowers and said her name was Lynette. Can I? Only flowers. <sighs> trying to think what this would be. Mm. I think we stay at the counter for a little bit, you know, just sipping coffee. And he says, uh, you know, Viv, I, I don't think anybody cut her loose. I, I think uh, I think this is going to be one of those cases. I agree. So I agree as well. I don't think that anyone who any normal civilian would be able to get out um, without some help. So I think this might be someone who uh, we may need to handle with care. Yeah. Between the, uh, the uh, mysterious circumstances at the apartment and the smell mm-hmm. of flowers, you caught that, right? Yes, I did catch that. Um, barefoot, in in March. Um just very, very strange. Um would I be able to do a mythos roll on this? It's thin. Not it's yeah. thin. Okay. I just I, I've had my share of crazies. I'm sorry for using that term. Um I've had my share of those type of people uh in the past. So I was wondering if there was anything I could pull off of. The thing is it could be one of any hundred things. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you. Uh but yeah we should get back and see if they found out anything. All right, he, uh, you know, takes a last drag on a cigarette, you know, tosses it in the coffee cup, you know, waves at the waitress. I'm sure it's right. somebody that he's familiar with. And Gotcha. Yeah. All right, Millie, <laughs> George, do you have a, another thread you want to pull on before we get back to regroup? The uh, only thing we could come up with is asking around the train station, see if anyone fitting his des- description mm-hmm. went out of town. Um. Hmm. Make a it's a, that's going to be an extreme luck roll. We're talking about the train station in Manhattan. Somebody left in the mm. evening two days ago. Right. Yeah. No. I am a notoriously unlucky person. So let's see. Um, that is a ninety-six out of thirty-five. Definitely not. <laughs> you are you are hit by a train while <laughs> right. while talking to a conductor. But I smell flowers right before. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I just get a regular success, yeah, which okay. may be enough to cancel out him getting hit by a train. There but... right. yeah, you go. The train comes by. I almost get hit, but you yank me out of the way at the last second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I've been okay. expecting this right, with all these freak accidents. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I we we probably spend a little bit of time like asking, you know, people at the counter, maybe like the local newsstand and all that kind of stuff. But right, you canvas, but nobody remembers the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, this is not very surprising. Even if he did take a train out of town, I mean, Penn Station still Penn Station. Right. Exactly. I have a right. question. Okay. Were engagement announcements a big thing during that time? Uh, they could be, yeah. I mean, you um, could do a general media search for his name and see what you come up with. Uh, I I think that might actually be worth it. What do you think, Harry? Yeah, if you want to take a, take a stop over at the public library, see if we can't turn something up. I mean... We don't have a whole lot to go on right now. 
um, while she continuously said that she was engaged, there might be some truth to that. Um, so I would like to see if we can find something with that. Okay, so we're going to say you're going to be doing conducting research on Melvin Welk, uh, Walcott for the next four hours at the library. Roll your library use roll. Can I give her a bonus dice, or or should I make a separate you roll? Can, like- um, you can assist her. Okay. And if you make a success, she gets one bonus dice. If she make if you make a hard success, she gets two bonus dice. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Which I don't know if there's a rule, but it sounds good. Uh, I got a a 51 out of 55, so I got a success. So you get one bonus dice. I got a 61. So um, the bonus dice, forgive me, how does that work again? Roll the 10s again and see if you get lower than six. (laughs) Nine, huh? I guess not. (laughs) Yeah. Did you make it with 61? Yes, I did. Oh, thank Christ for that. Yeah. No, I I did. Thankfully, that's so... Okay. Um, you just find the periphery stuff. You don't find, you know. Um, so this is what you find for four hours. Um, he was an award-winning set designer who started painting backdrops for mm-hmm. community theater groups in the Boston area. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an orphan whose parents are dead, mm-hmm. but you find no further information. A hard, no success, a hard success would have given you more information on the parents. Yeah. Um, he survived uh, childhood polio, which has left him permanently weakened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find no more information on that. When he was an adolescent, he discovered his love for art. He moved to New York when he was 21 and began working on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of all you find, which most oh. of which you kind of already knew. Damn it. A hard success would have given you more, but, uh, you know. Is, I don't, is that worth, that's not worth the luck. No, 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 I, no, well, I know. know. It'd be 30 points of luck. Yeah. Um, next brick that would fall in would like track you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. This dice is just getting locked up. <laughs> All right. So, um, Millie, George, do you have any other threads that you want to to tug? There are a few leads that you even mentioned last session, but no if reason. so, I'm completely spacing on them now. Yeah, did I? I mean, I know there's the out of town ones, but we want to wait till we've exhausted the in town ones. Okay, there's um everybody. I'll, I'll everybody roll an idea roll, which is you know. And I'm only doing this. I hate doing this, but you did mention some of these last time. I got, I got a success. Three out of twenty. Fifteen. Um, you never spoke to the bus driver who actually hit that. Oh, really? you, you had mentioned him several times. As, Let's go speak to the bus driver. Right, 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 right. Um, and this is what a notes document should be for, isn't it? And uh, that's all I'm going to give you right now, um, because that will probably jog your memory for one other thing. Uh, well, we should certainly talk to the bus driver in any case. So while Harry and Vivian are uh, running down the the library dead ends, um, you guys can go talk to the bus driver who is named Fred Wallen. Uh, 
All right, so just basically doing a general library search of the newspapers and the, you know, you can try and see if you can locate him. I mean, do you want to go to the... Well, I mean, the, he works for bus company, right? Yeah, the New York, the transit company. So... All right, so you go down there, um, and, and I need you guys to make a persuade check. Sure. I rolled a 15. What is my persuade? Hopefully higher than that. Lower yeah, than that. Yeah. Mine's 15 on the button, so I just make it. Ooh, there you go. I don't <laughs> feel like spending 61 luck, so no. I'm good. And <laughs> thankfully, you don't have to. Um, they're reluctant to give you information on him, but uh, Millie kind of smooths it over, and they tell you that he's on leave. He was a little shook up after the accident. So Makes they sense. gave him a week off, and he is at home in Brooklyn. Sure. You know, that was really considerate of you. I wish more companies did that sort of thing. Well, you know, we don't want him getting into another accident. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Some of the people uh, just yeah. don't understand. Okay. So do you want to visit him at home? Yeah, sure. Yeah, probably. All right, so you uh, subway. Do you, I don't know if either one of you has a car. Millie does not have a car. All right, so you take the subway over to Brooklyn. Yay! And for the history people out there, if you want to come at me and say there wasn't train service between Manhattan and Brooklyn in the 1920s, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was, but it was really convenient because you had to get off this line and onto that line. It may have been been elevated. We're not going to worry about that right now. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure there was, but I'm not looking it up. I feel like there's been so many signs on the MTA talking about its history that it's got to be right. It's got to be. It's got to be. All right. So you take the train over to Brooklyn. You find this guy's house. He's got, you know, he's in his backyard. Mm-hmm. He's uh, helping his wife with some gardening. They're getting the flower beds ready for spring. He looks thrilled to be home. Um, and I mean that ironically. I was going to say, is that sarcasm? <laughs> that is, yeah, that's a sarcasm, sarcastic thrilled. Um, on the GM. So, you know, <laughs> his wife comes to the door and says, hi, can I help you? You kind of saw them in the backyard as you kind of rounded the corner. Hey, uh, we're here to uh, talk with Freddie. If he's and, up for it. If, and they said, and uh, and who are you all? Yeah. Oh, we're uh, we're actually uh, just looking into uh, a little bit of a disappearance. We figure uh, you might be able to help a little bit with that. Kinda, it's a stretch, but but uh, his fiance is really worried about him. She says, uh, "All right, so why don't you all come in?" She brings you to the back, and uh, he says, uh, uh, "You know, friends of your yours, Marge." And she goes, "No, Fred, they're here to see you." And he goes, uh, "All right, uh, who are you guys?" Uh, I'm Mildred Danforth, and I let you introduce yourself because I don't want to get that phone. <laughs> He just gives first names. He's uh, he's like, uh, I'm Georgie. Right. Uh, what can I do for you two? 
This is his wife, gonna... his wife goes. His wife goes in and she goes. I'll put on a pot of coffee and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll run to the corner real quick to get some to get some refreshments for our guests. This is gonna sound really weird because there's no way around it. It is really weird. Um. So, the accident you were involved in. The woman in that has been. He rolls, having, he, he rolls his eyes when you say that. The woman. He goes. We, we've been over this a hundred no, times. No, no, no. This guys, isn't about the accident. This is about the, the woman who was involved in that. Weird stuff's been happening to her, and weird stuff was happening to her fiance, who we're trying to find. And we were wondering, has weird stuff been happening to you too? Other than uh, being involved in a fatal accident, no. Um, I think that's weird enough, though. What do you mean, like, weird stuff? Like, her fiancé, the building that he was in, the doorman, suddenly had a heart attack, though he was in really good health. His roommate suddenly tripped down the stairs because his shoelaces were tied together. Nobody ties their shoelaces together. And you're a careful driver. You don't get into accidents. And suddenly, someone's jumping in front of your bus. Yeah, someone. A couple of someones. And one of the people who jumped was supposedly half DOA at a hospital and shouldn't have been able to get up out of his bed, let alone jump in front of your bus. He, sudden, I want both of you to roll a psychology roll. Sure. Oh, God, that is my least good <laughs> It's tied with all my other good Lord, I rolled an one he really seems suddenly becomes very uneasy and uh, stops making eye contact with you both. Uh, is there something I can do to help? He says that guy, that guy that uh, I hit, the one that, that was wandering around from the hospital, the one they say grabbed her. Uh, yeah. yeah. I never saw him. You know, uh, that, that doesn't surprise me. I'm sure I hit him because he was there after the accident. Uh, what was left of him all over the place. Um, thank God the blonde girl rolled under. And I just clipped her. Poor thing. Uh, and the one who grabbed her and jumped in front of the bus must have you know, avoided injury. Must have shoved her under because um, they didn't find her. Wait. Huh? Her? I don't care what the cops say or what they want to put in the paper, or what they want to, you know, you know, talk to my managers and tell them maybe I'm seeing things and that they're going to put me off, off my route for two weeks. But that guy did not grab that girl. I believe you. Now, I don't know where the dark-haired woman went, but I'm pretty sure she went under the bus with the short blonde. Okay. Look, you just, you may want to agree to whatever they're saying happened. I'm already because, agreeing. They've already good, put good. me on leave for two weeks. Because the only thing I know about that dark-haired woman is she's bad news. Oh, you, well, that's what you're looking into. Well, sh- whoever she is, she tried to kill. <laughs> I don't know how she escaped the accident, but she was trying to kill that little blonde. Hmm. That... I mean, you don't That's forget it. long, dark hair, dress, you know, just crazy. His wife comes in and he's like, you know, makes a motion like, 
we're not talking about this now. Yeah. Um, and he just makes he just makes small talk. So uh, uh, I turned it into a really, um, basically, so you know. Yeah. What just, do you, just, you do yeah. for a living? You know. Yeah. Oh, I'm a nurse. Um, yeah. Uh, if you, if you want me to give you a once over, I mean, you look perfectly fine no, to no, me. I'm all good. things I'm, considered. Yeah. So you guys, you look it, you look it. His wife came back with like a coffee cake, and and she puts a pot of coffee on in the kitchen. Oh, that's so sweet. Here, let me help you in the kitchen. Um, so yeah, mm. you guys, you know, have a round of you know piece of cake and a, yeah. a couple of cups of coffee, and and uh, talk about the Yankees. Right, right. This year for sure. Oh no, this you're talking about the Dodgers. Yeah, you're in the no, you're in the you're in Brooklyn. True, true, true. We talk about how much the Yankees stink. Then, <laughs> agreed. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, no, we're gonna say that you you say uh, how about them Yankees, and he's like, you know, them, them, them bums, and he's like, right, right. And then his wife said, "Not this again." And you guys get into the <laughs> yes. whole Yankees versus Dodgers. Go, go back to talking about the dark-haired lady. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, he clearly does not want his wife, you know, yeah, involved. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll help her in the kitchen, and, and um, th- thank you both for your time. This this was really helpful. Okay, he says, uh, "Good luck." And he goes, uh, be careful out there. Hey, you too. Yeah, you too. And, uh, you know, as he's leaving, you hear him say, uh, listen, since I have a week off, why don't I borrow my brother's car and we go up to the Catskills for a couple of days? And he's his wife's like, really? And she goes, yeah, you know, you've been saying you want to get away. Uh, so I guess you guys spooked him enough that he's decided mm-hmm. maybe I'm going to leave town for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a bad plan for him. Right. And before you leave, he's like, you know, I know what I saw. I'm not crazy. I give him a, yep, you know what you saw or not, but I don't say anything. Right. Cause, yeah. <laughs> all right, we're going to say that the team, recon, you know, you gather back all together and you can uh, unpack your adjectives with one another. Sounds good. Wait, did you say unpack our adjectives? Yes, I'm a kid from the 70s. Just making sure I understand. Yeah, so spooky, creepy, what the fuck is he? <laughs> he was a scary bear. He was a hairy bear, yes. <laughs> I was thinking of the barefoot lady. Right, I'm thinking mm. of Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I think I kind of just missed that. I was more of a Sesame Street girl. Uh, hmm. Conjunction, junction. <laughs> I got the DVD collection. They hold up. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you're all back together, and you can uh, trade your your stories of the day. So, uh, what did you guys? Uh, did you find anything? Um, we didn't turn anything up at the library, and the and the cops were kind of tight lipped, but uh, they said that. Uh, that there's that that dark-haired woman, the the one that was at the apartment complex. She uh, she disappeared from her cell. Uh, the guys are kind of tight-lipped about it, but uh, I I don't think anybody will let her out. I think uh, I think we have one of those kinds of cases. A real dangerous one. So, also, go ahead. They also mentioned that she claimed she was his fiance. 
and she was very stern about it. Uh, despite her whole demeanor, she consistently said that he, she was his fiance. Oh, and the flowers. Don't don't forget about the flowers. Yeah, and the flowers. Yes. Um, they said that she smelled the flowers. The bus driver said that he didn't see any man. He saw a dark-haired woman push her under. In a long dress? Yep. Yep. Any shoes? Uh. I'm not sure if he was paying attention to the footwear, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, that uh I think that the situation with the bus though might tie into your little prison uh your little jail thing. Cause uh he said that he saw her go under the bus, but uh she managed to escape that somehow and in her place was that dead guy. The dead so. guy who got hit in a freak accident by a falling brick in the face because he was wearing his helmet like any sensible mm. person on a construction site. Well, she showed up a few days before the accident, so... Uh... Yeah, but why would she give that particular guy an accident? And why does his body suddenly show up where hers was? This is weird. Uh, she showed up way after the uh, construction accident. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure that she had anything to do with his accident. Uh, more so, maybe she. The body. Uh, maybe she uh, used his body to do some kind of switcheroo magic. Or get herself out of jail. Yeah. Mm. Well, if she knew the guy was going to die, if she was, you know, if she read the papers and saw that. Uh, you know, that guy was in pretty bad shape. If she's, uh, you know, a magician, a wizard or whatever, then uh, like uh, like Georgie said, maybe she uh, maybe she was riding him. You know what I mean? Like uh, she, yeah. she used his body like a puppet. It's just well, if then, that was the case, then the bus driver wouldn't have seen her. He, will have still, uh, he yeah, still would have seen that guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.